Welcome to IB Talk, the leading podcast for the insurance industry across the UK and Ireland, brought to you by Insurance Business. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of IB Talk, the insurance industry podcast brought to you by Insurance Business. My name is Mia Wallace, Senior News Editor at Insurance Business UK, and today I'm joined by the insurance industry stalwart, Howard Lickens, Executive Chairman of the Clear Group. Many thanks for joining me here today, Howard. Thank you. Good morning. And it's so wonderful to have you here today, Howard, because you've had such an incredible insurance career to date. But today, I wonder, could you tell us a little bit about how you came to join the profession and the trajectory that it's taken you on? Yeah, of course. Um, I think I'm much the same as almost all my peers, and it was never part of the plan. Um, and I just sort of ended up in it. My father had a had a number of businesses, and one he almost entirely forgotten about was a little insurance broker in in Southwest London. Um, so yes, the the, the 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 short version of why I'm in it is because the toilet that I used was next to the office that the um, the manager of his business was working in, and uh, the manager had a heart attack, and uh, after a number of weeks. Um, I used to walk past his office and discover nobody doing any of his work. So uh, the first the first week of insurance was uh, just basically um, trying to work out what this chap had done in, in the past. Fantastic. What an interesting beginning to a career. And from there, where did it take you? Um, I, I did I did the, the time that we all did. I remember, going back into prehistory now, into the sort of 80s. So that would be... Uh, Cover notebooks. It'll be working out, uh, working out motor insurance quotes by hand. All the, all those things that constituted uh, the learning process in in those days. So, yeah, we I, I ran that business or worked with my, with my dad for a few years in that business up until um, I think the mid nineties. Uh, so at that stage, we then uh, we we lost our largest client, so we decided we ought to go and ought to get into the world of acquisition. So. I guess '93 or so, we 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 started looking at how we got back to enjoy the business, and uh, yeah, that was that was my first experience of, of M&A. Fantastic, and and having served the insurance profession for a good while and seen it through so many periods of train and transition, what is it that's continued to hold your interest and enthusiasm for insurance? We we all we all ended up in insurance sort of inadvertently, but having got there. I, I really am not sure um, any other business I'd rather be in. It's this great mix of people, um, of relationships and, and problem solving. So, you know, my, I couldn't do my job without being able to connect with people. Um, yes, you, you need to know enough about insurance to, 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 to be reliable. But it's that, it's, it's that um, interaction between the people skills and solving problems that I think is, is fascinating and uh, you know, my side of the world, the, the, the commercial insurance world, is still fundamentally about people, fundamentally about uh, ab- about looking after them and being a trusted advisor. Wonderful. And insurance always catches me because every time you speak to somebody in it, it's very, very rare you get somebody who didn't use the term fooling into insurance. Everybody <laughs> seems to find their roots no, in that it, way. It, it, very, very, very few people have selected it. I, you know, I'm sure... Many of my peers will have gone into merchant banking or gone into the, into the law or something considered much, considered much sexier than, than, uh, than insurance. But not many of them will have had much richer careers than, than I think I've had. 
No, you're absolutely correct. And what would you say to somebody who is on the fence and maybe considering taking the route of insurance as opposed to one of those other options that you mentioned? I think it's the uh, it's the it's the the variety that it, it's the diversity of of the, of the the challenges, but it is the fact that it's that mix of people as well as profession. So you know, yes, we need to know stuff. You know, we're charter brokers. We need we need to be qualified. All those sorts of things, but. You know, I, I think an awful lot of professions, it tends to be a little bit transactional, whereas, uh, you know, we, we employ people in our M&A team and, and they love coming into working for a broker compared to working in, in, the, uh, in the profession because they get to see the beginning, the middle and the end of, 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 of what we're working in. So, no, I, th- I think it's, um, you know, it continues to, 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 to challenge one, but, you know, I think in, interesting. You know, there's a, there's a long term career here for some, for one who wants to really get stuck in. And I must say, I find insurance particularly fascinating because it's had to grapple for so long with the fact that it is often more misunderstood than other areas of financial services. And what is something that you think is un or underappreciated about insurance? Look, I, I think if you if you if you tell people that you're in insurance, you hear two things. One is some horror story about their, their motor or household insurance, which has gone up in price or what have you, none of which I can help with and haven't been able to do for many years. But the other thing is this sort of belief that in some way it's normal not to get your claim paid. I think I was in a conversation only at the weekend and someone was talking about insurance you know, as, as if it was a miracle if any claim ever get paid. And I mean, I've been doing this for 30, 40 years or more. And I could, pro- I, I, well, I'm not sure I could number in on the fingers of two hands would be fewer than that uh, the number of cases where valid insurance claims in my view don't get paid so i think i think um yeah the, the the bad stories are the ones which get spread the good stories the public good we do um yeah clearly don't and you know what what we what we as commercial brokers deliver is that sort of intangible um, thing of, uh, of peace of mind, of confidence. So, you know, our, jo- our job is to instill, is to do the right job, to, to, do, to place the right insurance, but to give people the confidence that they can go about their business whilst they, you know, people like us have got their back. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think it, that is properly understood by, by people. There's, there's always a story somewhere about some travel insurance claim not being quite paid. No, you're absolutely right. And even as you're speaking there, it caught me there's such a link between that misunderstanding and the fact that people don't tend to pick insurance as their first choice of career. And breaching that education gap might be absolutely key to creating the pool of future talent. I'm sure that's right. And I I know we don't do enough. I'm sure Claire doesn't do enough, but the the profession doesn't do enough to to give that good news story. so, yeah, we, we, we need to get them early. We need to get them from school. We need to get more and more apprenticeships uh, and, and train people into something. And, you know, once, once you get them, once you get them young and training, they, 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 they can see how enjoyable it can be and uh, how it is, a, is it an enriching career. But, um, yeah, uh, if, if, you only, if all you hear about is what you see in, in, in the press or, on, or you know, in, in probably in feeds or news feeds on your social media, it, it's never going to be here's another claim that got paid. Uh, it's just, that's not the way of the world, is it? No, you're absolutely right. Unfortunately, on that account, I must say. But I must, there's no better example of the variety and the 
interesting opportunities insurance can give than your own career, actually. And I know it was in January of last year that you announced your decision to step down as CEO of Clear and to move into your current role as executive chairman. Just how are you finding your new role so far? Oh, I love it. You know, it, it, it's taken a while. I've been working with with my colleague Mike and and and, and Tim, the the new, the new team. Obviously, the the um, the handover period is 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 interesting and and sometimes challenging, but it's great now to have sort of power without responsibility, or with rather less responsibility. So I get I get to to to, to do all the fun stuff, M and A and what have you, and uh, Mike and Tim have to do all the hard yards. So so uh, yeah, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> Very enjoyable at the moment. It sounds like a very healthy division of labour. Absolutely right, yeah. And given the focus of your new role on finding new opportunities within M&A and talent recruitment and all those exciting bits of the business, do you see a great deal of opportunity across the insurance broking market right now? Yeah, it's interesting you say you ask that question because there are pundits out there who are saying that arithmetically there must be fewer and fewer opportunities, that so much consolidation has taken place. And I'm sure that must be true. Um, but certainly, as far as I'm concerned, the, the opportunities coming across my inbox or across my telephone or meetings or whatever has never been more. Now, I don't know if that's because we're a bit higher profile. I don't know whether it's because the, 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 the type of, uh, of job we do as an acquirer is probably not quite the same as everybody else. I certainly hope it's not the same as everybody else. So I don't know if we're differentiated more. But we are certainly seeing way more opportunities than we've ever seen before, and, and a lot of good ones, a lot of interesting ones. So, yeah, um, you know, the, the, the reports of uh, what was it? Reports of Mark Twain's death have been a little bit exaggerated. So, yes, that's that's where I'm at the moment. But uh, there's uh, there's plenty for me to keep myself busy. No, it certainly sounds like it. And it's interesting that there's so many opportunities that you're seeing across the market. But are you also seeing any key challenges that you're seeing being faced by businesses across the UK at this time? The, 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 um, the challenges keep on. One of the great things I think about commercial broking in particular is it's so resilient. You know, if you look at COVID, um, you know, I, I, there will be some brokers, particularly in the travel world and hospitality world, which which will have been uh, at horrifically challenging times. But most brokers like Clear, who are more diversified, you know, we, we got through it. And, and I think that's that's been the case for, for um, commercial commercial brokers. Whatever you throw at us, we, we sort of find a way through. Um, and the regulator keeps on adding things. But, you know, if, if, if you, like us, set out to do the right, do the job right, we'll get through that. Um, but, yeah, there's there's... Far too, far too much red tape. Brexit hasn't helped. All those sorts of things. But fundamentally, I think we'll find a way through it. Insurance is is, is really important. The job we do is important. Um, and so, yes, I I, I think uh, I think we'll get through the challenges, but they they keep on coming up with new ones. They certainly do. And it's interesting. But post COVID, do you think that the emphasis on an insurance broker who places focus on advice over price do you think that's come into its own i think it's vital i mean don't get me wrong there's there's a place for both it's a big market out there and certainly at the lower end of the market where you know where people are paying a few hundred pounds it isn't it isn't practically possible to give really detailed individual bespoke advice and so the more online system more online approaches is is the right one inevitably um 
and, and that balance, I guess, of, of where where online is is appropriate, where offline is is is, is appropriate. That'll that'll move as as technology gets gets clever. But you know, reports of uh, of, of insurance brokers struggling and the online online uh, taking over. Yeah, that we, we've been talking about that for twenty years, and it's still not not really happened. I think people need need advice. Um, insurance is still complicated. Understanding people's businesses is is is, is fundamental to this. And um, yeah, uh, that, that as long as we can add value, as long as there's a place for uh, for for um, people to understand risk and to understand how we can help with it, you know, we're 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 professionals. So it, it's it's as Relevant to say, you know, will will accountants disappear because of the internet? Will will lawyers disappear? And the answer is, at the bottom end, yeah, uh, maybe some of that will. But proper advice from professionals you trust is is the lifeblood of of, of industry, and 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 yeah, it's here for some time, I suspect. I really am very glad to hear you say that. And it sounds like overall you are very positive about the future of insurance broking. Yeah, we we've uh, we're here for a bit longer, I think. Um, no, there's it's not to say there's there aren't some issues, there aren't some problems. Of course, every every sector there are. You know, attracting talent is difficult, and uh, um, getting systems to work as you want to do, and 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 and, and innovating. All these things are a challenge. But um, yeah, it, it's 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 a challenge which will pay off, and I, and I think we've got a we've got a pretty bright future ahead. I must say, what a great note to end on. Thank you, Howard. And thank you very much for taking the time to talk with me here today as well. Thanks, Mira. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. Thanks very much. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I look forward to welcoming you next time here on IB Talk. Thank you for listening to IB Talk. For the latest episodes, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts.